This is the Tallahassee Business Podcast, brought to you by the Greater Tallahassee Chamber of Commerce. Thank you to our sponsor, 223 Agency, a digital relations firm helping you maximize and develop your digital footprint. Check them out on the web at 223agency.com. Without further ado, enjoy this episode of the Tallahassee Business Podcast. Hey there, Tallahassee, Jay Revel here. Welcome to another installment of the Tallahassee Business Podcast. We are delighted to be with you again for an outstanding episode today. We've got uh, someone who uh, is is really a a, a great leader in our community, someone who's got a a great sort of trail of leadership uh, roles that she's uh, filled throughout her career here in this community and someone uh, who now is serving in a very prominent role uh, within our extended chamber family. We have Sharon James with us. Uh, she is a shareholder at uh, Berger Singerman Law Firm here in Tallahassee, and she is most importantly uh, in this moment, the new chair of Leadership Tallahassee's uh, Board of Governors. And we are just thrilled to have her on, have a little conversation about her experience and her life, and, uh, and also uh, some lessons on leadership and things uh, that we all can take away about the great work that's happening in Leadership Tallahassee. Uh, so without further ado, I want to welcome her on to the show here and, and, and kick off a, a conversation that I know you're going to enjoy listening to. Sharon, how are you doing? I'm great, Jay. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's a great pleasure to have you. And uh, I always, you know, it's interesting for those who don't know kind of the ins and outs of how our board of directors work. Uh, the chair of Leadership Tallahassee always has a role in our board of directors, but it's fascinating because the incoming chair serves in that role for a while. So you've been on our board uh, for a little bit now, and uh, I feel like it's been a great chance to get to know you through that uh, and through our executive committee. And um, uh, how are you feeling now that uh, you're, you're sliding into those LT chair shoes? Well, I'm very excited about it. The time went by really fast, um, serving on the chamber board as uh, chair-elect for Leadership Tallahassee has been very eye-opening and a great experience, uh, but it really went by quickly. Yeah, it'll do that. Uh, we always tell everybody, we, we, we keep people so busy that uh, the time moves fast and sometimes you're glad it's over. <laughs> yes. But, uh, but there's always something going on. There's no doubt about that. There are no, no boring uh, board meetings, right? Not at all. <laughs> so maybe uh, before we jump into some of the, the things that are going on in the LT world, can you just give us a little bit about your background, how you got into the legal profession, and, and, and how you came to be an outstanding Tallahassee resident? Sure. Well, I, I am definitely a Southern girl. I was born and raised in Pensacola, not too far from here. Uh, and I, I've been in and out of Tallahassee for a number of years. My dad is actually a FAMU graduate, um, and all three of his daughters went to FAMU. And so that's originally uh, what brought me to Tallahassee. And I, like a lot of people, uh, once I made it here, uh, I fell in love with Tallahassee and decided to stay. Um, and it's also related to my path into the law. Um, I, I knew when I was much younger that I wanted to be a lawyer. I just wasn't sure how to go about that. Interestingly, growing up in Pensacola, I never met or really interacted with the lawyer. It just wasn't my reality growing up. But I knew that it was something I'd heard about it and I knew it was a great profession. 
And so when I um, made my way to FAMU, uh, I met um, some really instrumental people, uh, had some great experiences, had great mentors like uh, Glenda Thornton, who's a former chair of Leadership Tallahassee and lawyer, and also Judge June McKinney, who's a great friend and mentor, uh, and also a, a really um, strong lawyer and judge and advocate. So they really kind of swayed me um, in terms of the law and, and Leadership Tallahassee. That's very cool. Yeah, I feel like um, it was particularly in the LT family. There's always someone who kind of pulls you into that equation. Uh, and, and we always look back fondly on that decision, I think, to, to get into that process. But you know, now you're, you're, um, you're coming in as chair, which is just really exciting. We're, we're thrilled to have you serving in that uh, capacity. Can you tell us a little bit more about maybe your, your first steps into uh, being involved with LT and what that journey to becoming the chair has been like? Yes, it's been a, it's been a great journey. It's, it has really been life-changing for me. Um, I'm a LT21 um, graduate, of course, uh, the best class ever. Um, I, it was a great experience going through the program. I met, um, as most people do, I met lifelong friends, um, but I was really... Uh, it was the opportunity to serve as curriculum chair a few years after that, that I think really sealed the deal for me in terms of my commitment to Leadership Tallahassee and, and understanding the influence that Leadership Tallahassee has on um, leadership development, building leaders, and investing in our community. So I served as curriculum chair. Um, I served um, previously on the Board of Governors and um, it also kind of led a few of the program days over the years, attended multiple retreats. Um, and so it just, it, it really is a part of um, who I am as a person. And so I, I'm excited about and honored that I have the opportunity now to serve as chair. Wow, that's very cool. I know that uh, our, uh, our LT mother, uh, Barbara Boone, doesn't like to play favorites, but she did tell me offline that you would probably be in her uh, LT Hall of Fame, if there was oh. such a thing. Maybe there should be. <laughs> <laughs> that That's great. I, I also um, had an opportunity to speak with um, Chair Beth Corum about her experience. I was her curriculum chair. And, oh, yeah. and um, she was, uh, she had great things to say about that year and how it impacted her uh, and her involvement going forward with Leadership Tallahassee in the chamber. So, yeah, it's definitely... Uh, leadership Tallahassee is a, a, a program that I think really cultivates leadership and it's been doing its job for almost 40 years. Oh yeah, no doubt about it. And, you know, obviously this year has been uh, a little odd to say the least and some very different things. I feel for those uh, who have uh, had to wrap up their class uh, sort of virtually this go round and looks like we're probably going to start the next one in, in a similar capacity, but can you tell us a little bit about how you and your fellow LT board members are thinking through what the next few months and uh, and just how we sort of evolve uh, while we can't all be in person as much as we'd like? Yes, it, it has definitely been a challenge. Uh, and we're doing a lot of contingency planning just as you know families are and organizations and businesses are uh, plans A, B, and C. Um, once we have an idea as to you know, how we uh, adjust to our new normal and what that new normal looks like. So for the class that uh, is ending, like you mentioned, they're ending virtually, the new class is starting virtually. Our programs, our signature programs that we're well known for are, are moving forward. 
Um, we, we're just asking that everyone be patient and flexible. Um, it really is testing our ability to lead during a time of crisis, which I think is important for leaders to experience and to live through. It's really easy to lead when everything is going well, the economy is good, you know, there's no major controversy, you know, all is well. Um, you can be an A-plus leader without a lot of effort, but when you're faced with adversity and, and challenges, I think it really kind of um, shows who the, the strongest leaders are. And so we're being tested in that way. And so, again, I think, and I've, I've said this, I think we were built for this and we're, we're going to come out stronger because of it. No, that's very well said. You know, obviously we're, we're, we're going through a very unique time. Uh, it just seems like there in my lifetime, at least there's never been a more prescient need for people to really be engaged leaders. And I know, you know, what, what LT does so good is bring people into conversations that maybe then can, can yield them greater opportunities to plug in as leaders. What, what would you say your vision is for how we engage that next generation of people in our community to really, um, like you said, uh, step up in a time of, of great need? I, I think we have to be very hands-on um, and the, in order to develop and nurture um, leaders, uh, especially younger leaders, we have to we have to have strong relationships with them. We have to build relationships of trust. We have to um, to to give advice and not be afraid to do so. And we also have to encourage them to act. I mean, again, leadership is more than just um, being wise and and being able to you know have a title. Um, leadership is actually acting, moving an issue forward or an organization forward. And so I think we, we just have to really be actively involved with those that uh, are coming up and um, talk with them and nurture them and mentor them, uh, which again, for me, as I said earlier, th that's how I, I um, ended up where I am as chair of leadership Tallahassee. There were people who were hands-on and who nurtured me and, and told me um, that there was there were great things uh, in my future, and they helped me to 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 realize those. And so we have to do the same. You authored a, a piece in the LT newsletter. I guess it was uh, last week. Uh, I thought it was just fabulous. Um, mm -hmm. and, and in particular, I, I knew it was going to be good when I saw the the headline uh, about being intentional. I, I I'm always been a big believer that you know, the best kind of leadership is that it's really rooted in, in specific intention. Um, you know, we've taken trips to different cities and looked at uh, different uh, community cultures. You just always see that intention built into everything that's happening. And, and your piece spoke to being intentional about how we come together as a community, in particular, when we talk about how to build stronger bridges across uh, our racial divides. And, yes. and I just thought it was just so well put and, and, and straight to the point. Would you care to maybe maybe share a little bit about um, what inspired that piece and some of your thoughts on that intentionality? Yes. So that piece was really um, inspired by a lot of what is happening uh, or what we're seeing in the world today and, and also in our own community. And it was a question I really kind of pondered um, as I was invited to be the e-news uh, editor for Leadership Tallahassee as a result of my position um, transitioning to chair. And so I asked myself, you know, what 
what is what would be relevant to talk about and so again it was it it was specifically tied to what was happening. And so a part of the piece um, is the importance of being self-aware and intentionality, um, not just for your organization or, or your business, but being intentional as a person and really uh, deciding where you want to be, uh, who you want to be and how you get there. Uh, and specifically related to where we find ourselves as a um, nation and as a community from a racial standpoint, I really challenge um, individuals to figure out where they stand in terms of their self-awareness about diversity, um, about inclusion, and their understanding about the issues that are impacting um, people of color. For example, um, you know, I'm a very data-driven person, and I know, Jay, you provide us with a lot of data uh, as we lead um, the, the chamber board, but there are clear disparities uh, in our community and in the nation related to African Americans in education, in criminal justice, uh, in um, health disparities, particularly as we uh, face and live through COVID-19, more African Americans are being impacted and succumbing to uh, COVID-19. And then the imagery that we see, um, an example is, and these are the things that my daughter um, has to see and sees, where you may see uh, a mass shooter being uh, arrested or taken into custody without incident, but you see an unarmed Black man uh, arrested uh, and ultimately dies. And so those are the things that um, are, are challenging us as a community. And we just have to be self-aware and aware that um, it's happening, it's occurring, and it's impacting um, those of us, our neighbors, uh, and our friends in our community. Yeah, I, I think that's very well said. You know, it, awareness leads to um, behavioral change, right? And, Absolutely. And, and when you talk about intention, um, you, you're, not going to, you're not going to see yourself be different unless you first realize that there's a need to be different. Um, yes. And that's what I thought was so well uh, put in your piece, some great advice. You, you mentioned a piece in there, um, you called it the LinkedIn challenge. Hey, maybe tell us a little bit, just for those maybe who haven't read it, what that, what that was about, because I thought that was just also an interesting thing, particularly from the professional lens of maybe how we can all be a little bit more aware. Yes, one of the things I mentioned in the piece was um, a few months ago, um, pre-COVID, I um, was a panelist at a diversity and inclusion conference, uh, an insurance industry diversity and inclusion conference. And one of the uh, questions I posed to the audience was, um, how many times do you have to scroll on LinkedIn before you see someone that doesn't look like you? Um, and to me, that's important because um, a lot of us have good intentions. A lot of us don't see ourselves as uh, having bias or uh, we may think that we are um, very open to diversity and inclusion. And so I, I, the LinkedIn challenge was really to for us to test ourselves. And so, again, for me, I was able to scroll and within about uh, three or, or so scrolls, I saw folks that didn't look like me. But there are others um, that have to scroll for a really long time. And, and, and to me, that says um, a lot. It, again, not a scientific um, test, but I think it is in our professional world a good um, way to test whether or not you are living and working, um, particularly working in a diverse uh, environment and that you're open to receiving 
um, voices uh, or diversity that uh, from folks that don't look like you. Yeah, I think that's well put. You know, you talked about your daughter and just in, in being in an environment where you're observing, you know, different imageries and different things, processing all the time. You know, my daughter's two years old, and you know, we're we're um, as deep into the Disney. Uh, uh, movies as you can imagine yes. <laughs> this morning I was on Finding Nemo for the hundredth time but I, I, I do find it interesting and, and, it, and it, it is a good thing as, as I'm going back through it I, I can tell that the movies that have been made you know, more for her lifetime are so much different than what I saw as a kid yes. and I think that's wonderful I mean they're more empowering both from a, 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 a racial standpoint more from a uh, uh, a standpoint of gender. I mean, just, it's just a very different thing and I can tell the difference and, and even watching them as an adult, that, that, that gives me a lot of, um, um, comfort thinking that her future and the experiences she's going to have in the world are going to be more reflective of a broader, more inclusive community than probably what I had growing up. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, leave it to Disney, right? To, right. Uh, to right. Me. But, um, maybe uh, switching gears a touch back to into your into your professional career. Uh, you're in that legal space surrounding insurance. You're just talking about you know being at the uh, diversity inclusion conference. Uh, what are some things that big trends in that world that you're seeing? Just you know things maybe that would be relevant to some of our local um, uh, business owners and operators. So I think one of the biggest things that's at the forefront of everyone's mind in the industry um, relates to business interruption insurance uh, and whether or not there will be any opportunities for um, claims through business interruption um, and as a result of the um, the role that the government played in the shutdown, et cetera. Um, that I think is something that folks should really be paying attention to. Uh, and, and the other issue for me um, and the type of work that I do that we can't lose sight of is the fact that it's hurricane season. Mm. Um, I spent a decade as an insurance regulator. And during that 10 year period, um, hurricane season was was really uh, a major um, segment of the year, given the work that we did. One, making sure that insurance companies remain solvent, that they were able to pay claims as necessary and needed. Um, and even with that, just making sure that we're able to recover through Michael, um, which was not that long ago. And so um, it's important that we not lose sight of that. And so between business interruption insurance and hurricane season, those are you know two major issues. And then the last thing I would offer, uh, and this is an area that um, Berger Singerman is a major player uh, in, is just being able to look at your business to determine whether or not you have any restructuring needs or um, whether or not there are um, legal options available to you to help you through particularly the pandemic and the economic crisis that is, that's followed. So a lot of my work centers around those three, three areas and it's, it's never ending, which is good. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, and it does seem like, um... I keep kind of referring in, in conversations with people, uh, the pandemic as a uh, societal accelerant, right? It just, everything is accelerated. Trends, things yeah. that you've seen underlying in the, not just the culture, but in business, uh, all moving very quickly uh, to the, to the forefront. Um, and um, 
I, I think you're spot on. I mean, I, I feel like every day we're on a call with a business who's who's really diving into to everything about what they're doing and, and the insurance questions maybe that we hadn't all thought of in the past, all of a sudden are very present. Yes, absolutely. Um, insurance is definitely, um, it, it's a risk-based industry. And so whenever there's crisis or risk, it's always at the forefront and should be. And sometimes, again, we lose sight of that. But the great thing for me from a business standpoint is that it's definitely recession-proof and uh, is always needed. So, yeah, no doubt about it. Um, you know, talking about business and, and, and uh, thinking back maybe to our community and, and, the, and the role I think about a lot is where our business leaders are and where our community leaders are uh, in those interactions. You know, our, we talked earlier about sort of the, the uh, LT Chamber family. Um, talk to us a little bit about, you know, from your perspective as someone who's, who's on the business side day in, day out, but you're also in this community leadership role What's that relationship need to be like between business leaders and community leaders? And um, how can we continue to maybe blur those edges so people who are, who are in business are, are thinking more and more about how they can make a difference in our community? So the, the relationship has to be open and transparent. And I think that um, that is something that we're working hard to ensure that the lines of communication uh, is, is open. Uh, and that stakeholders, whether they're business stakeholders or not-for-profit stakeholders, um, have the ear of um, our community leaders and vice versa. And uh, one thing that shouldn't be a surprise to you or anyone is that I'm a big advocate of leadership Tallahassee. And I believe that leadership Tallahassee really um, fills that gap for us um, because the chamber uh, invests in cultivating leaders that in turn um, move this community forward. And so that relationship, I think, is really fueled by programs like Leadership Tallahassee and people who recognize that um, there is a direct correlation and intersection between the health of our business community and the health of our community as a whole. Uh, and I'm, I'm really excited about the fact that um, that is being highlighted more and more, that it's not just business and then community separate, that it is um, that intersection is at the forefront of everyone's mind, even the Florida Chamber. And so I think that that is going to make a huge difference for us going forward, um, particularly our community. No, I totally agree. I think um, they're so interdependent um, and they're really not even different uh, yeah. when you really think about it. And, and I, I, I'm really proud of the work that our leaders, our board leaders continue to do in that direction the conversations we continue to have and, and hopefully drive and spark other conversations in the community that lead to, to some positive actions, but maybe bring it all back uh, full circle. Um, for those, you know, who are out there, they've, they've heard about leadership Tallahassee. They've, they've thought about maybe applying. What's the, what's the Sharon James sales pitch for those maybe who've been on the fence and uh, are, have been looking for their opportunity to plug in? Well, I think if you love Tallahassee, um, then there's no way you can love Tallahassee without um, going through the Leadership Tallahassee program. Um, it is definitely a, a game changer uh, individually and, and has a major impact on um, one's business. And so I would encourage anyone 
no matter where you find yourself in this community, there's a place for you in Leadership Tallahassee and that you should definitely apply uh, and attend our programs and get to know other Leadership Tallahassee grads. Um, I think you'll see some common threads no matter uh, who you talk with and it'll definitely make a difference to you and our community. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, Sharon, thank you so much for your thank time. You, uh, appreciate your leadership. Appreciate uh, the guidance uh, that you're giving everyone in that LT capacity. And, and also, again, all the work that you're doing um, uh, in the day job. You know, I feel like sometimes with our leaders, we forget they've got a day job <laughs> uh, as we're asking more and more of your time, right? Yes, yes. Well, thank you for having me. I look forward to this year as chair of Leadership Tallahassee and working uh, more closely with you in the chamber. Absolutely. Well, like I said, we're thrilled for your leadership and uh, appreciate. Uh, we know that requires a lot of sacrifice and a lot of engagement and uh, eats up a lot of time. So we can't tell you how much that means to us. And folks, for those of you who are listening, if you're if you've, again, ever been one of those people who thought about Leadership Tallahassee, uh, our, our newest, latest, greatest class uh, is about to get kicked off, but there are other ways for you to lean in and get engaged and hopefully maybe chart a course into your long-term uh, relationship with Leadership Tallahassee and some outstanding uh, community voices and leaders that, uh, that you can meet through that process. If you want to learn more, please visit leadershiptallahassee.com. And of course, if you want to learn more about everything that we are doing here at the Greater Tallahassee Chamber of Commerce, we would encourage you to visit our website at www.talchamber.com. That's T-A-L chamber.com. There you can find a whole host of events and uh, virtual events at the moment, but rather uh, a variety of other gatherings and uh, opportunities that uh, can help your business succeed here in the Tallahassee community. And as always, you can find every episode of the Tallahassee Business Podcast available there, or we will hope you will subscribe to each show, share it with friends, and maybe leave us a review. Uh, on your favorite listening device. Thanks as always for listening. We appreciate your membership. We appreciate your support. And we thank you for being someone who helps keep Tallahassee moving in the right direction. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again real soon.